Blog Talk Radio.
those who pledged their lives in sacred honor was smiled upon by God and freed from chains and iron collar. He is held aloft on unity and by history revered for preserving peace through strength his wings now reach across two hundred years. But for each of those in one year more, God has smiled upon the core from the Barbary coast to the eastern sand by sword, by gun, or by their hand. So it's been and shall be weighed. Though many are born, few are made. Faithful always they shall remain. Dogs to loose when war is waged. Marines, the finest fighting force the world has ever known. And I number myself as one. October 17th, 2012, Old Town Alexandria, United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun, and I'm your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Articulant. Articulant. He speaks well. He has a nice, easygoing manner about him. We have heard this many times. It's a it's a black man's curse. He speaks well. He's articulate. A little story about me. And I'm sure some of you have experienced this as well. You're a black man. You somehow have been blessed with the ability to string a sentence together, to speak the Queen's English intelligently. On occasion, you're a black man who is able to throw out a $5 word every now and then. Your white counterparts, your peers, if you will, and your superiors take note of this fact And they judge you to be intelligent. One is judged to be well-spoken and articulate. How many times have you as a black man been said, have it said about you that you speak well? And for some reason or another, fair or unfair, You are judged to be intelligent and smart. You are credit, if you will, to your race. Because ordinarily, in the eyes of a D white man, most blacks speak with country grammar, slang, and are all ghetto fabulous. They're keeping it real. And you could barely understand a word most of them were saying. It's kind of like that airplane movie. Remember the movie Airplane? Where the black guys are talking and there are like captions underneath. 
and the other folks can't understand what the two black guys are saying in the movie on the airplane, and an old woman says, hey, I can translate. I speak jive. And she goes ahead and she talks to the black guys, like kind of like that. Well, y- you want to know where I'm going with this, don't you? Well, here's where I'm going with it. Obama. Reasonably decent-looking man, although not much last night. He wears a nice suit, and he speaks well. He can string a sentence together. He is judged by many to be, quote, the smartest man in the room, end quote. His, he's, he's judged to be brilliant. He's a brilliant man. In an interview I remarked about on my show not so long ago, uh, when Barack Obama was running for the presidency, running for president, a uh, a devotee uh, remarked on a radio show that Barack Obama is brilliant, that his IQ is off the charts. Well, the common knowledge is that Barack Obama has less than genius IQ. It hovers somewhere between 125 and 130. It's borderline. It's just slightly above average. But here's the thing. He's a black man. He can speak the Queen's English. He's somehow judged to be a genius. Brilliant beyond all measure. And black folks themselves hold him up to a standard. Because for them, they're proud to have a black man as president of the United States, regardless of the fact that he couldn't care less about most black folks. That's obvious. Unemployment in the black community is at an all-time high. Violence in his adopted home state of Chicago is in epic proportions. It Dodge City on the south side of Chicago where Obama hung out for a while before heading back to Hyde Park, the rich white folk area of town. Obama didn't live on 103rd Street in Halstead. He didn't live on 105th in Peoria Peoria or 87th in Halstead, that area over there. He didn't live over there. No, he, he attended church and fundraised and community organized in that area before he went home to Hyde Park, home of the University of Chicago and rich, lily-white liberals. But hey, that doesn't matter, right? He's, he's a role model for black people because, well, he shares the same skin tone. And somehow blacks believe that because he shares the same skin tone, that he's for the black people. When really he hasn't done diddly squat for blacks, except make them feel good about being black. Because somehow the president's black, I'm black, so we should be proud. Never mind the fact that The price of gasoline is skyrocketed. 
Never mind that the price of bread, eggs, fish, meat, chicken, all sky high. Never mind that in the black community, unemployment is at a, an alarmingly high rate. And black folks are knocking, knocking each other off, Columbine style, at least in places like Detroit, St. Louis, and my hometown of Chicago. Never mind all that. We've got a black president, and somehow that's a good thing. Well, here's where I'm going with all this. Last night, Barack Obama got a little bit of help from Candy Crowley. Kind of helped it. At first, he thought it was good. Can you say it a little louder, Candy? Regarding I said that uh, terrorists were uh, terrorists, uh, we're going to fight terrorism, uh, that uh, that the, the, the Benghazi was an act of terrorism. I said that. Could you say it a little louder, Candy? Yeah. That's not what he said. The guy made a monumental, stupid error. Because he believes his own hype. If Barack Obama had any balls between his legs, he would have come clean and said, Hey, I made a mistake. These were acts of terrorism. And what I said on the White House lawn really didn't speak to that. It was the overall act of terrorism. It was a commemoration of 9-11. And acts of terrorism with regard to that, not with regard to Benghazi. I made a mistake, a mistake in which I tend to intend to correct. But he didn't do that. He allowed you and me and the American people to believe a falsehood while he sat on his stool and played to it. That's a man with absolutely no scruples, no honor. Four Americans are dead. And Obama allowed us to be misled last night into thinking that he had called out the Benghazi affair, Benghazi gate. He had led us to believe last night that it was an act of terrorism which he called out immediately, which is not true at all. The guy has absolutely no honor, none, which is why he's got to go. He has got to go. November 6th can't come soon enough. Dude has got to go. That alone, let me tell you something. I voted for Bill Clinton. I voted for Bill Clinton over George Bush Sr. Yes, it's true. I fell for the hype. I'll say this one thing here and now. I believe that Bill Clinton was a pretty decent president. He did a pretty good job. But where Bill Clinton lost me was when he lied to my face. And he told me I did not have an affair with that woman, Ms. Lewinsky, and he bit his bottom lip. We were done after that because he was lying his ass off and he lied to my face and he had to go. What Barack Obama has done, did last night, was the very same thing. Come clean. 
Be a man. Take responsibility. Don't allow us to be misled because you're being helped out by the moderator and you're believing your own hype. Barack Obama is a man of average intelligence. That much is clear. Last night during the debate, he relied on falsehoods and lies and outright distortions. Just, folks, now listen to me good, just so he could break even with Mitt Romney. Because I believe, folks, that last night's debate was a draw. I was hoping against all hope for a knockout blow to boot, boot this guy out of here once and for all. And an ass-whooping last night would have done just that. Can you imagine? Think about this for a moment. The President of the United States entered into a draw with Mitt Romney by lying. Lying and distorting the facts. Fact-checking began just as soon as those two left the podium. And to every single fact that Mitt Romney put out was indeed factual. So far, the fact checkers have concluded. But most of what, if not all of what Barack Obama had to say, was completely false. And when Mitt Romney confronted Obama over the drilling, the 14% decrease in drilling, Barack Obama had no response for that. Yet he chose to rely on a lie. The guy has no honor. Now, imagine, if you will, that I lie to you, to your face, and you know that I know that you know that I know that you know that I know that you're lying. How much respect would you have for me? How much respect would you have for me if I lied to you, to your face, and you knew good and damn well you didn't think it, you didn't suspect, you knew that I was lying. And I I lied earnestly. I tried to make you see. Are you going to believe me or your lying eyes, ears, nose, all your other senses? How would you feel? What would you think about me? See, that's the problem with this president. He has no record to run on. He has been a disaster as president in both foreign affairs and domestically. But he lied his ass off such to the point that he was able to win a draw. Can you imagine? Imagine, if you will, Barack Hussein Obama sitting on that stool, actually being forced by some unknown entity to tell the truth. He, he would be done. He would be done. But isn't this what a real man is supposed to do? I know, we all lie. We all do. Men especially. Sometimes I take great, great delight in telling a a whopper or two, mostly in terms of telling a story. You know, a spinning a yarn where folks know that I'm being tongue-in-cheek and, and telling a tall tale. We're all in on the joke. 
But when serious business comes down to serious business, our fathers... Now, I understand Barack Obama really didn't have a real daddy, you know, like me. But my dad taught me, if I'm caught, tell come clean. If you're busted, if you're caught, tell the truth. It's your best hope. It's not your only hope, but it's your best hope. Be honest. Be honest in everything you do if you can, but human nature doesn't really allow for that. But when your back is against the wall, rely on your honor and tell the truth and come clean. Of course, he was giving me this lecture when he discovered that I chowed down on one of his favorite steaks while he and mom were away, and I lied my ass off. But nevertheless, it still holds true. Men, real men, take responsibility. Real men take responsibility. Real men tell it like it is, and not like they want it to be or they want you to see it to be just so they can get something out of it, so they can win an election. Stephen Vandergrass is in the house. Now, Obama girl, she's in the chat room right now, and I dig it. G-Ski's in the house. Got a show on at 9 p.m. right after me. Please do tune in. It's great. And I'm sure he's going to speak to these issues as well. Dig this. Harry Truman said the buck stops here. Barack Obama says the buck doesn't stop. There are no bucks. So, last night, to my mind, was a draw. It was a draw, plain and simple. It was, it was, there's no other way around it. It was a draw. And it was a draw mostly because Mitt Romney did something that a lot of folks were saying, were talking about. So I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. He asked Obama questions, direct questions, which he didn't already know the answer to in some cases. And it came back to bite him in the ass. Then Candy Crowley went ahead and helped Obama out a number of times. But you know, here's the thing. The American people... See, the thing is, these politicians are so jady, a lot of them. I don't know about Mitt Romney, because quite frankly, I don't really know as much about him as I'd like to. I just know that he's not Obama, and that's good enough for me. But most politicians believe that you and I are stupid, that we're so busy thinking about ourselves and our daily lives, going about our business, that we don't have the time nor the inclination nor the intellect to check the facts, to look into things, that we're mindless sheep. And all we need to do is be, we're, we're told how things are. We're told what the facts are. We're told by if Obama says it, it must be true. If Mitt Romney says it, it must be true. If Harry Reid says it, it must be true. I got other things to do. I got to pick up the kids from school. I got to help them with their homework. I've got to prepare dinner. I've got to do this and do that. I don't really have time. If they said it, then it must be true. This is what people like Mr. Obama is counting on during these debates, that you and I are not going to do our homework 
and check out what he said. Because once we do, we'll find out that he's a lying sack of shit. A charlatan. That he's buck-ass naked. The emperor has no clothes. And that he's pretty much a walking moron. A functional illiterate who can read a, a damn teleprompter like nobody's business. He can speak the English language fairly well. He's one of those uppity Negroes who can simply speak well but has no substance behind him. No real intellect. No real deep thinking. And that's what we've got. The ultimate affirmative action hire. President Barack Hussein Obama who means this country, you and me, no real good. Because individually, we don't exist. It's all about the collective. Our collective salvation. His salvation, he said, and I quote, Damn, I forgot what he said exactly, so I can't quote it. <laughs> His salvation depends on our, on our collective salvation. That's pretty much it, but I can't do the whole quote and then say the quote and then end the quote thing because... He didn't say it exactly like that. You understand where I'm going with this. Anyway, we've got some folks on the line. We've got some callers here. So we're going to take one quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to take our calls. <sighs> Disappointed last night? Hardly. I was, I was, uh, I was giddy as a schoolgirl. I had a great time. Mitt Romney really laid it out there. And all he needed to do last night was not put his foot up his own ass. And he didn't do that. Mitt Romney did great. He came across as presidential. He came across cool and collected, knowing his facts and his subject matter. I'll say it again like I said it last night. Obama is toast. He is done. Stick a fork in his so-and-so. He's finished. Now, especially the 47%. Let's see. Obama, oh, we've got some folks on uh we've got some folks in the uh chat room who are who are chatting up. So, we've got some uh we've got some callers. We're going to take some calls in just a couple of minutes. But hey, I'm just reading some of the some of the stuff in the chat room. Um uh Stan said Obama did great. Um Okay. All right. Well, you know what? I think that he did fairly well too. I think that Obama did did fairly well. Lying his ass off. It reminds me of the time that I almost got caught by my girlfriend with some other girl and how I danced I danced like 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 I danced like like, like Bill Bojangles Robinson I danced like Sammy Davis Jr. I danced and I talked and I talked and I talked and I talked it wasn't me and boy did I get did I get, did I get out of that jam yes by lying my ass off and talking a whole lot of crap in between. And that's exactly what Obama did. And I came across I came out smelling like a rose, just like Obama did last night. 
Obama did not do himself any harm last night. But what did occur was that Mitt Romney laid bare the fact that Obama has had four years, two of those years with a full complement of the Democrats in the House and the Senate. And the only thing he managed to get past was don't ask, don't tell, and his horrid health care bill. Nothing else. The rest of the time, dude spent vacationing, partying like a rock star, hanging out with stars and starlets, and basically chilling. The guy hasn't done a day's work his whole life, and certainly not during his presidency. So here we go. We'll take a short break. We'll come right back. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Good afternoon, and welcome to another exciting episode of Southern Sense here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm the hostess with the mostest, the radio chick, Annie, along with the coolest co-host, Cool Mike. Good afternoon, Cool Mike. Good afternoon, Annie. Thank you for that beautiful introduction, as always. Southern Sense with the radio chick, Annie, as you just heard, Tuesdays and Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Live and direct with Cheeky Rocks. Yo, yo. <laughs> yo, yo. What's going on, my peoples? What's going on, my peeps? Cheeky loves his peeps. He loves his radio family. And you can join him Monday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern and Saturdays at 4. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Conservative Primetime. I'm your host, GGT. Speaking of a little less bark and a little more bite, Conservative Primetime is not a show to relax to. It'll get you going weeknights at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And of course, the headmaster himself, the situation in the interest of full disclosure, I have had just a little bit to drink. <laughs> and catch the Situation Report weeknights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. This is a group of patriotic internet radio hosts, and they would very much like you to join them. And brush your teeth. I mean... Tell your friends. Do you know how much is too much? Hit me again. Do you know when to say when? Pelosi's coming over. Uh, Make it a double. Studies show that those who overindulge exhibit signs of arrogance. I don't count my drinks because I'm the president. Overconfidence. This is the day we stop the seas from rising. Or was it yesterday? The inability to think clearly on one's own. Where, where's my teleprompter? I, I gotta talk to those kindergarten kids. You think you're funny, but no one else does. Let's give the Dalai Lama a, a set of cufflinks and send him out the back door. Uh, uh, Mr. President, let, let's, let's don't do that. And a profound inability to listen to others. Lama's funny. You don't know funny. If a friend, relative, or leader of the free world exhibits any of these warning signs, don't let them drive, operate heavy machines, or sign any important documents. Where, where, where's that health care bill? And consider moderating their alcohol intake it before it's too late.
crack-a-lackin', my peoples. What's crack-a-lackin', my peeps? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of You Guessed It, You Got It. And that's how we do it, live and direct with G-Ski Rocks and the Captain. What's crack-a-lackin'? What's crack-a-lackin'? I'll tell you what's crack-a-lackin'. G-Ski! What's the crack-a-lackin', baby? What's crackin'? Well, it's crackin', man, as everybody else, but everybody seems to love your style, brother. What's crackin'? G-Ski, you are the man. You are the man, dude. I tell you what, I love this topic. I love it. I wish I thought of it myself. I'm jealous. I got envy. I got envy right now. What's crack-a-lackin', Dana? My brother from another mother. How are we, sir? <laughs> What's cracking, sister? What's cracking, my skate? What's crackalacking? What do you got to say, ma'am? I just got to say, awesome show. Just totally awesome. That's right, folks. We keep it crackalacking, and we do it for love of country. So make sure that you listen to live and direct with Geeky Rocks and the Captain every Monday and Wednesday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern Time and Saturdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. www. 20-20radio.com Always crack-a-lackin' and it's always served with bacon and gravy, baby. Bacon and gravy. All right, welcome back to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. You know, I like it. I like when uh, I like I like the the discourse between the uh, the folks in the chat room. If you're listening on uh, Spreaker Radio, or um, or on uh, Stitcher, or uh, on any of your other devices, uh, and if you pick up the show on uh, iTunes. Uh, you know, we have a chat room here uh, on on the radio uh, show, or 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 my uh, my website www.universalmedia1.com. Uh, uh, you can listen on any of those venues, but if if you come into the show uh, live, and uh, we have a pretty lively chat room tonight. Um, that's not always the case, but tonight we have a pretty lively chat room, and a lot of ideas are going back and forth. But what I've noticed in the chat room tonight is that Obama girl keeps putting up um, she continues to put up uh, uh, links to the Washington Post uh, referring to the debate and, and other things. But, but the, the, here's the thing about that. You're putting up um, you know, post, you know, uh, links from the Washington Post. And the Washington Post is a very liberal newspaper. You know, It's kind of like the New York Times, but it's only in Washington, and it's called the Washington Post. But it's extremely liberal. So... I mean, and that—I mean, it's not an objective newspaper by far. It's kind of like MSNBC, you know. There's no objectivity there. So by putting up links from Washington, from the Washington Post and Washington Post articles, you defeat your own purpose. Because what what we strive for here, well, rather what we should strive for is ob- objectivity. We should strive for, you know, uh, impartiality, especially when in, in news venues. I remember a time so very long ago when that used to be the standard, but not anymore. So if Obama Girl posts uh, a link for an article or statistics from the Washington Post, are we really supposed to take those seriously? I think it's a, it's almost I mean I don't mean any disrespect at all to Obama girl. I mean I think it's great that you know that that uh, that Obama girl is participating. I love it. But Washington Post articles 
don't won't really sway anyone. Certainly not a conservative because you know, it's uh, they're in Obama's camp firmly. So, Obama inherited only Obama. Did they come in and inherit a tough situation? Absolutely. This is from Paul Ryan in the worst moment of the VP debate. Barack Obama, folks, is going to lose in a blowout. And the debates both, one and two, have certainly padded that margin. Having said that, both Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan left some easy money on the table many times through the first two debates. But they need to collect that. The Romney-Ryan mandate will be even bigger and effective governing afterwards would be more viable if they but correct the media narrative of what Obama, quote, inherited, end quote. The notion that our fearless young black president incessantly or innocently inherited a mess of biblical proportions is just not correct. Neither is the idea that we are in a recovery that is merely too weak to justify re-election. So, with that in mind, we'll take our first call of the night. Liberal 141, Liberal 141, you're on with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Talk about it. Great show, great show. I'm the one who's doing the chat in the, in the room. I'm telling from oh. New York and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm a person who's going to vote for Obama. Now, uh, what's your what's your name in the chat room? My name uh Stan fourteen oh five seventy four, whatever. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Okay. But but there's many things I, I gotta say, if we're gonna be honest, Rodney mm-hmm. also lied a lot of things also. I'm not saying Obama didn't lie, but I, I the the problem I have with conservative is like they just say that Romney's all perfect and everything and he's not. There's many things that Obama attacked him and said, basically you're saying you're gonna cut the tax and things like that, which is impossible. The way you do it. And I'm not saying that what Obama proposed was possible also. Well, I'm just saying that I wish that both politicians would be like truthful about what they have and stop lying to the American people and make it sound like, oh, yes, Ronnie, suddenly the money's going to appear, which is not true. Which is well, not true. Well, hold and on. Obama, now. same thing. I'm not saying Obama didn't do better. But mm-hmm. when, when Obama's coming to him with the attack, of saying that's impossible, and I could call me economists, I could bring you people that will tell you that's impossible. Why don't you just well, say, wait a minute? But wait, wait, wait a minute now. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait a minute now, uh, uh, Stan. Uh, many, there, there've been dozen, uh, at least. No, no. Wait a minute now. I've got to make sure that I'm factual here. Seven, seven Nobel laureate economists have stated for. A fact after studying Mitt Romney's plan that it is viable. Seven. Seven. Well, I can bring you many more that will say. Okay. No. All right. So, so here. So, 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 so then. So, so wait a minute now. So wait, 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 wait a, a minute a, now, Stan. So right, hold on now. So then, if that's the case, let let's just go with that and say that there are some economists that say Obama, uh, uh, Romney's plan will work fine, and then there are some who say that it won't. Well. Then we are at an impasse. That yeah. doesn't mean that Romney's lying about anything. No, no, no. But that's the same thing that you could bring. I could bring the Obama plan, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm. Well, just, Obama doesn't have a plan. He doesn't. Well, he, he's Obama not. Obama does have a plan. He wants to cut. He wants to 
tax the, the the richest people and and he wants the the lowest people to have more cuts and everything. All right, okay, I'm but hold, Stan, Stan, I'm listen to this. I'm Stan, Stan, listen to me for just one minute. I'm one of those people. Guess what I'm gonna do? Some I'm gonna let some folks go. They got to go. If Obama's gonna take more of my jack to give to somebody else, I'm letting some folks go because my lifestyle is not going to diminish one crab cake, not one, mm-hmm. not one steak, not one lobster tail. I'm going to be able to put 25 to 25 gallons of gas in my giant brand new SUV. I'm going to roll out. I've got a cruise coming up. I'm not going to sacrifice the cruise, the 14-day cruise I got coming up next March because Obama wants to take my jack. Somebody's going to get fired. So if I believe that, how many other of those rich folks are going to be thinking the same thing? Yeah, but I could come back to you with the same thing. If we're going to go with the other plan, which is tax the rich less and let them create jobs, that doesn't work also. Well, it does work. Wait, 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 wait. It doesn't. Let's be real. It doesn't because we had eight years with George Bush. We had many examples that it doesn't because as a conservative – there's many times that rich people basically did a lot of stupid shit that basically got us to a bad thing. Let's right. not act like rich people are okay. almighty, rich people are sincere. Some are and some are not. There's okay. been a lot of crooked things that happen, especially when you see the movie called Inside Job that basically explain what happened with the bank and everything, which a lot of which I think every American should know. There's been a lot of crooked things that rich people didn't know that could do that did. A lot of things. So all don't right. act like, oh, rich people all nice and all they don't think like that. There are people that are honest with integrity, and I think you're one of them. But don't act like there's all of them are. Well, you know what? I won't. I won't do that. But But here's what I will do. I will suggest this, that those folks who believe, not all of us, but not all of us did, but most of us believe that we worked very hard to get to where we are. We've sacrificed a lot. We've, we've, we've painted by the numbers. We've gone to high school. We've done well. We've, did, we've done well in colleges. We, we, we've worked our fingers to the bone. We've earned all the things we've had, we have. We're not going to sit by and have, those, have, have, have a president vilify us and tell us that uh, we didn't build that, that we didn't earn that, that somebody else made that happen. And, hey, you can keep your corporate jet or you can keep your new house or you can keep your nice car, but you're just going to have to pay a little bit more. Because no, I'm not, I'm not saying that you did. I'm sure you did work hard and everything. But you have to understand, there's other people working as hard as you well, that you don't know, have that chance. Okay. All there's right, but other people that could come that the same thing right, but, as you, and you could you could look and say and say, am I going to be honest and say that all Americans don't work hard as me? No, no there's some no, Americans no, that work even harder than you. You, you know what? That never made it. You know, I never made it. I could bring my father and my parents that work as yeah. hard as possible. Stan. But you don't get a million dollars a year. You don't get this and that. Do they get that chance? No, they didn't. So Stan. when you're saying that some people work hard and some people don't, I'm happy that you work hard. But don't act like the rest of us, Stan. which is the middle class, don't work hard, which Stan. we do. Stan, please let me get in here for just one minute. I'm not suggesting that other people don't work hard. 
I will suggest that I, uh, that uh, that people who are not as successful as I am are probably not as successful because they don't have the drive, the zest, the zeal, or the work ethic that I put into what I'm doing. And you know what? We're not all the same. We're all born equal, but we're not all equally endowed with the same traits. Thomas, I, mean, Mar- I would disagree with you. No, no, no. I, w- I would say that I would say that a lot of people no, no, no. have the same drive and the same energy. I got it. I'm sorry, Stan. I, I'm I'm really happy that you called in, and I, I really want you to talk. But I just want to get in here for a minute. Thomas Edison, uh, the inventor of the light bulb, failed sixteen thousand two hundred and forty-two times. You can look it up. Before, with using different filaments to create that light bulb, he had a stubbornness to him that allowed him to persevere and let there be light as a result of it. Now, how many people do you know who lose a sock and go looking for it for about two or three minutes and then say, oh, you know what, I'll just go get some new socks? (laughs) Come on, Stan. No, I'm I'm not saying that you don't. I don't agree with what you're saying. I'm just saying that we in school, it, it goes bigger than this. First of all, the school system that we have basically prepare people to become employees instead of becoming entrepreneurs. Stan, Stan, listen. I joined. I I I attended uh, Finger Academy in Chicago, Illinois. Okay. I managed to graduate from high school. Actually, I left the year before. I, I left. I left six months before graduation and joined the Marine Corps. But I came back and got my diploma. A lot of the people who attended school with me dropped out. They didn't have what it took to, you know, to to, to achieve greatness. People just don't have it, and you can't make up for that by taking from me. Give to them, Dan. You just can't do it. So hold on a minute. Hold on. Don't go away. We got another call on the line. We want to take them along with you. You're, you'll be on live as well as them. Uh, two six seven. You're on with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Yeah, my name is John. I'm calling from Philadelphia. Of course, John. Where you been, man? Hello, uh, John. What's up? Uh, I call on a later show later at night when I get in. Oh, okay. But, uh, but uh, I, the comment I wanted to make is I do think that the president will be reelected because the wealth gap. Society is so great Now granted uh, You and your family may have drive and ambition But there are many people Who are just trying to get by Mm -hmm. Their expenses are greater Than uh, What they actually make in wages And health insurance Is a very big issue out here And I just got off the phone With someone not too long ago Who is an elderly person And their husband is very ill And they're very ill and the health insurance that they have does not meet all of their expenses. Uh, they have to come anytime they go see the doctor. Their copay can be upwards of two hundred and fifty dollars for every doctor's visit, and uh, they have a very serious illness. And the only way they're going to be able to be treated at the hospital, they're going to have to get some type of governmental assistance. Yeah. 
Well, you know, having uh, there, there are safety nets put in place that have been in place, uh, you know, for 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 the last, uh, you know, the last fifty years to help right. people who can't help themselves. We right. have that, and we've had that under Democrat and Republican presidents. So, I mean, but but uh, you know what? I think you you make a good point when you suggest that Obama will be reelected because, I, and and what I'm gathering from what you're saying is that there are people out there who want something for nothing. No, I don't think. And they, they and they nothing. will. No, no, no. Let me, let me, let me, let me finish the thought. Then you jump in, uh, uh, Stan. That wants something for nothing, and they believe that Obama has promised them the world, and he, and they believe he'll deliver. But also, there are those honest people out there, uh, people who've worked hard, who put into the system, who believe that they should get what they put into the system, and that they believe that Obama is going to protect that as well. Stan. Okay, uh, but but the thing is, did you see the movie Johnny Q uh, uh, with Denzel Washington? Yes. Okay. Love Remember it. that movie? That guy <laughs> was working hard, doing what he needs to do, yeah. paying what he needs to pay, mm-hmm. and he didn't even know what was happening. What yeah. happened in that movie when he came back and he came to the insurance people with the thing of saying, my my son needs that operation? Well, I mean, yeah, and I and I, I understand what you're saying. I saw the movie, and it's a great movie. But you're right, and there are corrupt people out there, you know, who work for insurance companies as well as every other place. I mean, we're, I mean, you just because you 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 know you're an insurance uh, you know person, or you you work for a healthcare facility, doesn't make you a good person. Hell, that person could have uh, you know could have could have had a bad morning. You know, he could have could have had a fight with his wife the night before. We don't know what the deal is when some of these people behave the way they do. I simply don't believe that the government should be in the business of healthcare. They shouldn't be in the business right. of that sort of thing. And here's the reason why. I'm a veteran of the United States Marine Corps. I served 31 years as a United States Marine. I have been I've been to the v, the VA hospital countless times. I have had dealings with with uh, w- w- with government entities. Those people don't give a damn about you, and they don't care for one reason and one reason alone because they, they, you can't fire them. So they almost always have a bad attitude. You're almost always treated bad. How many times have you gone to the post office and been treated with respect and damn dignity and, and, and got service with a smile and quick and ready service? Almost never. I can probably guarantee you'll tell me that. And the reason why you'll tell me that is because those people work for the government, and they can't be fired. But yeah. I could say the same thing with insurance. How many times you call the insurance people, okay. and oh. they basically they they they'll tell you basically, sorry sir, we're not covering this, and you're going to a list, and they're you're like, the, what the hell happened with business. what the hell are you talking about? They're in the business of making money, not in the business but also, of. But that's you. the problem, sir. That's the problem. That's the problem. We're money, not here to making money over people who are on and they have to make money in order to pay the right. bill, in order to help as many people as they can, but they can't help everybody. Right. Well, that's help. where we have an issue. What are we going to do as a country? Are we going to go that route, or are we going to be bigger than that? We can't be bigger than that, because big, being bigger than that is called socialism, communism, Marxism, and we're it's not, not that. It's not called socialism. I don't call it socialism. It's, it's basically stop thinking about other people and let's, let's no, no, be no. all together. No, no, They're not thinking about other people either. That, that, that we leave that to churches and individuals. The government should not be in the business of thinking about anybody. 
They should be in the business of protecting this country, making sure basic functions happen like the roads and, and you know, and the military and stuff like that. They should not be in the business of doing anything else. I don't want the government to care about me. I don't even want their asses to know well, that that's I... that's you. That's you. But it's, it's, so, it's so comfortable for you to say that when you're making how much money you are and you're talking for this and that, and you work hard for it. And congratulations. But for the other people that doesn't make what you do... You have to have a little eyes and say, wait a minute, am I am I that selfish? Yes. Look at other people. Well, I think there's certain I'm things not, in life. I'm not. I'm not that selfish. Hold on, hold I'm on, not. hold on, hold on, Stan. Let uh, let uh, my man get in here. Go ahead. Well, there's certain things in life that if you know you can't afford it, you can't go out and try to purchase it. But when you get to be elderly, over the age of 65, and you have worked and you have put money into the system and your expenses, your hospital expenses, exceed what you can afford to pay, and you get private insurance, what a lot of people don't realize, there are different types of health insurance. You can get a type of health insurance. It will not cover all of your expenses. Then the hospital will send you a bill to to help to pay for the type of treatment uh, that you're trying to receive. So, you know, the very expensive insurance that pays for everything, a lot of people in their elderly years, they can't afford to pay for that. So they're stuck. And the only way that uh, some type of solution can be found is the government is going to have to intervene in the health care costs. And, uh, and uh, whether it's Obama or Romney, uh, something has to be done. Well, and you know what? And I agree with that. I, but I don't. What I don't agree with, being an employee of the United States government for as long as I have been, the government doesn't do anything right, except right. the except the military. Uh, Amtrak is run by the government, continuously right. run, filing for bankruptcy. They're, 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 they have never made a profit. The post office is about to go bankrupt. Uh, the VA hospital system is a mess. I wouldn't go in that place if my legs were hanging off by a thread. The, the place is a, is a damn death trap. You go to the VA hospital, you I, I, I might go get some pills for the clap or something, you know, stand in line at the pharmacy, but that's as far as I go. If I if they want to give me a bed in that joint, I would rather kill myself because it's the same thing. I'm going to tell you something right now. The government doesn't do anything well. How many of you were alive back in the mid-early 80s when – when the government was paying $750, $750 exactly for a toilet seat or or $450 for a damn hammer they were purchasing. Remember that scandal back in the 80s when they were they were paying all this exorbitant amounts of money for basic household items and 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 companies were charging them these amounts and they were simply paying it? The government is inept at doing anything right, you don't want the government involved in your health care system. You want the government to foster an atmosphere where private enterprise will be persuaded to do things the right way, but you don't want the government involved in these things. You simply do not. You, you, you're done. You're kissing your own ass goodbye. Well, I, if we're going for the private one, private industries are there for profit. And they don't care about you. Also, they'll, they're there just to make money. And exactly. Cut, and that's if what they should be wait, there wait, for. wait, wait, wait. Let me just make a point. If it means cutting your ass, and if it means doing whatever it takes, 
it'll do whatever it takes. And I have a problem with that. I agree with that. Than that. We're a better country than that. We're supposed to be the example of the world. No. We don't even care about our neighbors now? No, we What's care about our neighbors. That? What you want, Stan, is for the government to care about you. I care about you, Stan. I'll give you. I'll throw a few bucks your way, but you you don't want but the that. The private industry you won't United throw a few States. bucks this way. I, I, it's not a question. This it, it has States to come. A, go ahead. You want the United States government to care about you and for you. I'm telling you, you don't want that. It's not yes, good. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And that's okay. where we're having a debate. That's where I I don't agree with you. That's okay. where we're divided between me and you. All right, got it, and I dig it. Hold, stay right there, uh, Stan. Steven, do you want to get in here? Um, you know, I would just like to point out the fact that the United States government went bankrupt running a brothel. Um, that, to me, in a nutshell, pretty much sums up what the government is good at. Yeah. Now, it seems that uh, Stan has a pretty negative opinion of what business owners do and what big business does, and I, I'm not sure why that would be any different to what the government does, because a lot of big businesses, through their huge sums of money, they're able to fund cancer research, they're able to fund uh, programs that help the needy, help the poor, help the elderly. Uh, the enlightened self-interest that promotes a person into financial success is more often than not return to the community, not only in the taxes that they pay that support the government, but in, in endeavors beyond that. So the role that Stan seems to think the government should play, which in my opinion it does poorly, is done much better through individual citizens, through churches, through community groups, and things like that. Everybody spends their own money better, and the government doesn't have any of its own money. Okay, but, but let me ask you a question. The, the, who was responsible for almost crashing the, everything in 2008? Was it the government or was it private industry, the banks and everything? It, it was the you, government. Since, since it, you it, seem it was, to think that private industry and the banks are almighty, we all No, certainly not. I've never said that. I don't, I don't okay. think Doc Jones has ever said that. I don't know no. what conservative that says that. I do know that the government pushed the idea that we're, we're going to take fiscal matters out of the equation when it comes to buying a house. And we're going to say that to be fair to everyone, we're going to give homes and we're going to encourage those banks and we're going to reward those banks that, that give houses and give loans to people that cannot afford it. That's but, what led to the collapse. Okay, but what is your solution of what happened in 2000? Because it wasn't the government who was responsible for that. It was private companies. It was private banks. They it, made it, something that we all didn't know. I it never was heard the government. about that. The government of, did it. Uh, the government said that we will cover these bad loans. Yes, they, no, the, 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 the banks didn't start loaning out money simply because, oh, we're going to let money go out to people that can't do it. The government said, we'll cover you. The government yes, said, if you yes, don't yes, make these I loans, we will cover you. But who made that decision? All right, man. Well, hey, we, we'll, I'd, I'd love to pick this up uh, tomorrow night if you guys have time to come in and we'll do the show and we'll do the whole we'll do this all over again. But we've got less than one minute left before we got to check out of here. I really do appreciate everybody listening tonight and the call-ins and the participation in the chat room has been excellent. Uh, thank you all so much. God bless. Great oh, show. tune in to G Ski. Let's we can pick it up over there if you like G Ski Rocks 2020 Radio in just a couple of minutes. Let just one minute he'll be on. So let's all just move on over there and see okay, what he's got. Okay. Going on. Yep, let's do that. Let's go on over to G Ski Rocks and we'll pick up this conversation over there. Thank you all for listening tonight. God bless you and God bless the United States of America. We're out here. We're out of time. Ouch.